talking about hey welcome everybody to another episode of the folder of course i am ruben and i'm here to do our next uh, episode called the shepherds part one and this is going to be a good one and like i said at the beginning i'm going to talk about everything right and um and this is one of the things that that it, I mean, if you don't want to listen, you don't have to listen. You know, it's not gonna, I'm not going to lose sleep over it, but I just, I'm just here to encourage and, and have a, this positive outlook on, on everything and try to, you know, impact somebody's life, you know, in all of this. So the, the shepherds is going to be about, um, you know, I talked to some pastors and, you know, know a lot of pastors around my area and I might get into a little bit of, you know, the things that are going on in the world today and, it has a lot to do with leadership. It has a lot to do with, uh, with the, the conduct of, when I say church, I mean the whole body of Christ church, like everything, not just one certain building or church. And, um, just, just follow me with this. It might seem like I'm going to go back and forth, but just follow me. Okay, here we go. So have you ever heard of this? Okay, can somebody praise the Lord? I want to hear a shout of victory. I want somebody to you know, clap your hands. Uh, I want you to, uh, to, to you know, just call on God and come down. And that's all good, right? Because you get into that, 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 that feel good, like, 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 can somebody praise the Lord? You know, and all that stuff. And that is great. But with a lot of that comes, um, comes some other things like, 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 if you want God to bless you, you need to give to the Lord. You need to do this and you need to do that. You know, and a lot of people that I talk to, they they get a, they get, they start getting on that, that defense mode and then they go on the offense because like, you know, all churches want is money because that's all the pastor asks for is money and this and that, you know, and, and I'm saying that, yeah, you know, it, it can happen, you know, or else like, oh, you can come as you are because God loves you and you can stay here, you know, and then they're like, they're like, can somebody, you know, raise your hand, praise the Lord, and then you hear this. Come on, everybody, and clap your hands. Give to the Lord so he can give back. Come on. 
Okay, so you get that, and people start feeling good. They start feeling, you know, like the, it's it's the best thing in the world, and it can be. But what's going on in all that? After after every all that is is gone, after the feel good is gone, I'm like, you know, you can you can think about, and you can agree with any kind of like doctrine that's out there, you know, because it's up to you. But but for me, I know what the I know what the Bible tells me. You know, and it's like if you, you know, if you want God to bless you, you're going to have to give money or, you know, you can do whatever you want. As long as you, you, you physically come to church, you'll be all right. You know, not the case. So whose fault is that? Is it the people? Because they're, they're the ones that are going out there to, to the churches or, or going out to like these events that these churches have. Whose fault is it? I mean, it's a personal choice. Yes. But ultimately, it's the pastor's fault for the conduct of the, their church or any kind of influence that they can have, you know, on, uh, on their, uh, you know, they're, they're the influence. They're the leaders. They're responsible for everything. You know, they, they can say yes or no. Hey, you know what? This, this is not going to fly in my church or, hey, you know what? I don't, I, I don't agree with that. So you're not going to bring that into my church or anything. And you have a, a lot of that, you know, and I, I was, um, you know, fortunate to be amongst a lot of pastors, you know, like I'm talking about a lot of old school pastors, like from back in the, you know, back in the, you know, 60s and 70s and, you know, 80s and, you know, all the way up to now. And, and it's amazing how, how, uh, how they just, you know, stay in and hey, guys, listen, so. When, when I do these episodes, remember, all this stuff is unscripted. I'm not going to be over here writing a script and everything because because it's going to it's going to seem robotic. OK, so I'm doing this and and I'm just going with the flow of things with, with you know, with the with the with everything, with emotions, with, uh, you know, with sound mind and everything. So it's this is like unscripted. So I want you guys to understand that. Yeah, I have little notes here and there, but this is totally unscripted. So, it, you know, if it sounds like I'm like kind of raw or kind of rough on some spots, that's why. So because I want this to be like real legit, you know, and that, that's why because I, I, I want I want everybody to uh, I want to, uh, you know, I want to be that that average person, you know, that's in the mix with everybody else. That's why I do this unscripted. So so, the, you know, I, I've been fortunate to to talk to a lot of pastors and. You know, and it's just the world has changed a lot, you know, since I since I was growing up and stuff like that. Of course, you know, last time we were talking about Generation X and we we're talking about a lot of like respect and and how to respect your elders and things like that, you know, during my generation. And a lot of times, you know, you know, pastors, they uh, they want to it's it's cool, you know, if they, they can they can go to people's houses, you know, and hang out and, you know, have, you know, barbecue and stuff like that. You know, there's nothing wrong with that because, you know, it, it it's it's good. You have to fellowship. There's nothing wrong with that. But there comes a there comes a time where you have to kind of divide that line because you you are a. Um, yeah, you're a member of the church, but it's like you can't as as a pastor, you, you have to be a leader to everybody. You can't just be. A leader to some people or and and not to the others you can't 
you can't be over here strict with some people, but you can't, but then you, you let, you know, some other people do whatever they want because, you know, you chill with them and stuff like that. It's, that's not the case, you know, and it's not supposed to be like that. But, uh, one thing is that, that, that I want to talk about and, you know, and you have to like really, really, you know, if you go, when you go to a church, you have to sit down and you have to really, uh, look at the environment you're in the atmosphere and the most important thing that you have to do is you have to you have to listen to what the the leadership of the church is saying and i'm telling you right now and like i said you can agree with me you can disagree with me but i'm going to tell you this because this this is this is what i feel and this is what the bible tells me is that is that if, if a church is not preaching or telling you that that you need to get saved or you need to repent and that there is a hell there is a heaven and that the only way to heaven is through jesus christ then for me i'm just saying this is my opinion and this is what i feel and this is what the bible tells me but like i said everybody can have their own opinions and i'm not going to judge you on your opinion because that's not that's not how i you know that's not how i roll like that you know if you want to if you want to think something else that's up to you. If you want to, um, you know, if you if you have uh, and believe in a different religion, that's on you. I'm not going to be judgmental towards you, but I'm going to tell you how I feel. So the way the Bible tells me is that Jesus Christ is the only way to get to heaven, you know, and this is me. I'm telling you, Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. And if they're not teaching you that and they're not teaching you that Christ is the center of everything and Christ is the foundation, then then if, if that's not what you're looking for, you need to find another church, right? But I'm telling you, if you do, and I'm telling you by my experience, that's, you, you have you have found something that can bring you peace, that can bring you something something different in your life. It can fill that void that you have in your life. But getting, getting into like the subjects about the shepherds, the shepherds are the ones in the Old Testament that were, that would lead, that would, that would uh, protect the flocks of sheep you know, that were out there, you know, when, a, in you know, the Bible says that when, when bears or lions would come, it was up to the shepherds to protect the sheep. First of all, because, you know, they were getting paid to do that. And if uh, they lost a whole animal, they were not going to get paid for that animal. But if they would go and they would, they would kill the lion, the bear, the wolves, or wh whatever the case, and they would bring back a piece of that animal, they would not get charged for the animal. So they were doing everything they could protect to, they were doing everything they could do to protect the flock. Now that's what a shepherd's job is. So the Bible calls pastors shepherds that they're leading the flock. And, you know, and this, these are all analogies and stuff like that, that the Bible uses, but it, you know, the, the, the church are, are the flock and the, the pastors are the shepherds. So when you have a bad shepherd, he's going to let you do whatever you want. You're going to do whatever you want. The church is going to be run however it wants. It's going to go crazy. You know, the church is going to look, you know, instead of being something, uh, you know, something with, you know, to sanctify yourself, to, uh, to uh, you know, find something that you're missing. You know, you've been clubbing, you know, for like, I don't know how many years and then you're going to go to this church and it's going to look the same thing at, you know it's going to look the same as a club and you're going to be like you know what's the difference in it why am i going to be here and whose fault is that you know 
it's the leader's fault, the shepherd's fault, you know. So the thing is, is that like, you know, shepherds are different. They're all different. They have, they come from all different kinds of walks of life, you know, and I am so fascinated with listening to stories of how, how people were called by God to be a pastor and you have to be called, you know, to be a pastor, you know, you just can't, you know, can't decide one day, oh, I'm going to be a pastor because I'm going to tell you right now, you know, it, it's it's going to be very hard. You know, I'm not going to say that you're going to fail or anything, but it's going to be very hard. And if you fail, it's going to be like, you know what? I don't know why I did this. And, it, and it's going to discourage you, you know, or, you know, in, in a lot of cases, you know, when there's like a, a lot of uh, when there's a lot of, uh, you know, pastors that have a lot of like, let's say ministers or assistant pastors, co-pastors and things like that. And Sunday school teachers. And the pastor, he passes away from either old age or, you know, some just something, you know, out of the blue happened. Sometimes a person feels obligated to take up the reins and be the pastor, be the shepherd. And I'm going to tell you, do not feel obligated to do that, because if you feel like you're obligated to pick up the mantle, then that's going to throw your your whole groove off because, you know, you're supposed to come in and you're supposed to be encouraging the people and not having not having this burden on your shoulders, you know, because like, oh, I have to do it. I have to, I have to, I have to, because that's not the way it's supposed to be. You know, I'm not saying that, that, a, that a shepherd's uh, job is easy because it's hard. You know, it's very hard. And, uh, you know, and you can talk to any pastor. Is it easy? Like, no, it's not easy. You know, it's not easy because they have, they're the ones that get up, you know, they get called in the middle of the night, like, hey, you know, so-and-so had an accident and they passed away. Hey, I'm going to pray for you. Hey, can you come to my house? Can you pray for me? Hey, uh, you know, I don't have no money. Can the church, you know, give me some money, you know, or, hey, you know what, I, this and that, hey, I'm having trouble with my kids. Hey, I'm having trouble with my wife, with my husband and things like that. And who's the one that goes out there? Who's the ones that are, that are actually, you know, trying to do something for you? It's the pastors, it's the shepherds. And that's, and that's exactly what their job is, you know? And uh, the, the thing is, is that, um, like I said, pastors come from different walks of life, you know, and, you know, I was, I was fortunate to, uh, to uh, speak to a, a pastor, you know, uh, Johnny, Johnny Pice out of El Paso, Texas, you know, he, he, uh, he's a pastor of a victory life church out there. And, um, you know, I was on the phone with him for a little bit and I was asking him a couple of questions and things like that, you know, just to kind of, you know, so we could talk and we could, uh, you know, we could kind of like look and see what's going on. You know, he told me this, you know, he told me a, a story, you know, cause we didn't have a lot of time, but he told me the story of how, you know, of how he would, he had his calling to be a pastor. And I think it was fascinating, you know, and a lot of people, they feel that, that, that tug, you know, at a young age, you know, and, and I know he said that, that, uh, you know, he was about, uh, 11 or 12 and he started going to church and he felt that call because of the gratitude that he had for God for, you know, for, for something that, that happened in his life, you know, and I'm not going to go into the great details on that, you know, because, you know, I didn't ask him if I could go into the details like that. So, you know, maybe that's for, for a future episode, like, you know, like get into like the deep roots of like, you know, like, Hey, you know, what happened in your life and what made you change. But, but, uh, you know, he was there and uh, it was about 11 or 12. And then, of course, you know, you grow up and stuff like that. And you start going into these things. And you know what? And he said at the age of 18 that he started kind of fighting with being in the ministry because he didn't want to because, you know, his his father, his father was going to church and his father became a pastor. And he didn't feel like he wanted to do that, you know, and you can feel like that. You know, I'm not saying that that you have to. Like I was saying, you know, you feel obligated because, oh, you know what? My dad's a pastor. I have to follow in my dad's footsteps, you know, but, you know, that's not the case. But um, God's God's going to call you 
on his time, you know, he's going to call you on his time. You know, even if, if, if you don't feel like it, if you want to throw yourself into it, remember, God's going to call you on his time. And when God calls you on his time, that's when it's going to be great. That's when it's going to start. That's when God's going to open up the doors. That's when he's going to start blessing. That's when everything's going to start moving for you. You know, so of all things, you know, he was sitting there and he had a shovel in his hand and he was working and God called him. You know, it's amazing. Um, you know, and and he started doing that. And he's been he's been a pastor for a long time, you know, and I I I, I like I like his style. I like the way he 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 does things and I like the way he runs his church and, and stuff like that, you know. And it's all about it's all about the the gratitude for what God did in his family, you know, and and that, and that's what he wants. He wants to share that that gratitude that he has. He wants to share it, you know. And uh, you know, I asked him. I asked him uh, these questions, you know. And um, and I asked him one of the things. And I asked him what you know what what does he think is one of the biggest hurdle that the church today has, you know. And and uh, you know. And it was like it kind of it, it it amazed me what he said because I never thought about it like this, you know. Um, um, he he says that uh, one one of the and this is and this is not bad this is not bad but a lot of you know just follow me with this like I said just follow me he said it you know the churches run on emotions nowadays you know he's like men don't men do not want to take the reins of doing that so a lot of times you know if, if you don't if you don't have somebody in the church you know like a, a, a man that that wants to take the lead you know the woman's going to step up she's going to take that place of that man you know because you know there's always got to be somebody that that stands in the gap of of you know telling people and showing people and help, helping sp people spiritually and that's one of the things because you know the church is run off emotions you know and if you want to do that that's fine <clears throat> and uh, if you if you go to a church like that you know what that's fine now, i'm not like i said i'm not going to knock it I'm not going to be judgmental about it, but the church has to be led by strength. It has to be led by determination. It's got to be, it's got to be led because, you know, the Bible calls the, the, the people of God, it's called soldiers, you know, and it's an army of God, you know, and, and it's got to be led to go into battle, you know, and that's a whole different, a whole different story, but, you know, and we're not going to go into that right now because we just don't, I just don't have a lot of time to do that, but, uh, but it's like men don't act, you know. And another thing he says that that they, they, you know, a lot of people they change truth for a lie, you know. And it's it's so, it's and it, it's it's amazing, you know. Like I said, I'm not gonna judge people. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be knocking anybody on anything. But you know, if you look at what the world's going to today, and I mean, it, and sometimes like it's not even in the church. It's out there just in the and just regular old, you know, down the street stuff like that. And you see, you know, if you you see bad things happening, you see how things are changing and people do not, you know, every, everything's changing from, you know, um, people are not the same. And uh, and it makes it it makes it harder for the church because it's like, you know, the church does not have to compromise with anything and that's what that's what happens with the church a lot you know it, it compromises with the things of the world it, it compromises with things that that the bible says are wrong it compromises with them well how can we make it not so wrong and i think that's wrong you know and like i said all this is my opinion you know and people can think whatever they want but that's wrong if you're looking for if you're looking for a loophole in the Bible that says, you know what, you know, yeah, it says it's wrong, but what can we do? What kind of loophole can we find 
to go around it to make it not seem so bad. It's still bad. Okay. It's still bad either way, you know? And, uh, and the thing is, is that, that you cannot change truth for lie. And when a shepherd starts doing that, when a pastor starts exchanging the truth for a lie, that's when all these things start happening and, 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 and things start happening in churches and stuff like that. And it's not anybody else's fault, but the shepherd, because he's got a lot on his plate. He's got a lot of responsibility. He's got a lot of things to do, you know, and, um, their, their job is to keep encouraging people to seek the truth and not change that truth for a lie, you know? And, you know, like I said, don't be judgmental. I'm not judgmental. Don't be judgmental, but we have to have a mature mind, you know, and a lot of times, you know, you just get these, these guys in there that, that, oh yeah, I'm a pastor, but you know, you don't have, you don't have a mature mind. You just, you just think like, Hey, you know what? I'm just here to chill. I'm here to do this. I'm here to do that. You know, a church is not a place to go chill. A church is a place to where, you know, where the spiritually sick come to see something because they're missing something in their life. They have this, this void in their heart that, that man, that, that nobody can feel, you know, but Jesus Christ. And, and that's what happens when you, when you start, start uh, changing uh, the, the truth for a lie, all that changes, you know, and, uh, and it's, it's just, it's just so amazing how, how, how God can do a lot of things, you know, um, I know, uh, a lot, of, a lot of pastors, you know, they're gonna, they're, they're, they're like, they're like into the Bible. And I mean, they, 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 they study the Bible, they pray, they, I mean, they get into fasting, they get into, they get, just get into like having this, this, this personal relationship with God and God reveals a lot of things to them. And like I said, I'm, I'm talking by experience, but I will, I'm never going to be at a level as a pastor is, you know, and I never claim to be at a level that a pastor is, but by my experiences and, and what I've gone through in the past and stuff like that, you know, and, and I'll tell my story, you know, some other time, but there is no way that I can, that I could, that I could do that because, you know, um, it's like, you know, you, you take, you take, uh, how it was like, let's say, you know, back in the fifties and sixties and people like, Oh, that was old times and this and this and that, you know, but it was a time of respect. It was a time like, hey, you know what? We're gonna look for God, you know, and we're not gonna we're not gonna uh, compromise with the world. Wrong is wrong, and right is right, you know. And I'm not saying that everybody is perfect. I'm not ever gonna say that 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 a pastor or anybody's perfect because that's not the case, you know. That's not true because even if a pastor says, "Hey, I'm perfect," he's lying to you, you know. You know, my pastor, you know, he would say, you know what? If 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 I if I if I uh, say that I'm perfect, I am, I am lying, you know, and that's what you need. You need, you need a person, a pastor, a leader. It's like, Hey, you know what? I'm wrong. I'm not perfect. You know? And that's what you need. You can't have, you can't be up there and, and having these pastors looking like superstars up there at, you know, like, and we usually talk about these mega churches and stuff, but you know what? Some of these small little bitty churches, their pastors are up there, like, like a superstar and stuff like that. You know what? You better you better pump the brakes. You better shut it down, and you better get back to the basics of like, hey, you know what? You better humble yourself before God, so God can lift you up. Don't be over there trying to be a superstar and stuff like that, because that's not going to work out. I'm telling you right now. So, um, you know, I, I I like talking about this, you know, and like I said in the beginning, I'm going to talk about everything on this podcast. I'm not going to leave nothing out because I want I want everybody to know I want everything. So. Um, 
it's like you know how many how many times um how many times do 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 pastors you know do they do they shut the door on something because they want to do it their way and they're not listening to God there's a lot of times that they do and you know what happens the church ends up closing or like these big churches they become bankrupt and they have to leave you know is it embarrassing yes it's embarrassing did they ask for it maybe not did they know what they were doing maybe you know i'm not like i said i'm not going to be judging them but um we know what 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 did these pastors have what do they have what do they need to have in order to be able to lead people i'll tell you one thing they need to have an encounter with jesus that's what they need and that's exactly what uh you know what the bible speaks about uh uh saul of tarsus he was out there persecuting christians he was killing christians until he was on the road to Damascus and he had an encounter with Jesus and and this was after Christ has has had resurrected so he had this encounter with Jesus that changed his whole life and that's what shepherds leaders need to have you need to have an encounter with Christ so they can change your whole life and change your whole mind and and get you to the point that you want to help people you want to you're there to serve people you know, and that's the thing. You're not there to be a rock star. You're not there to like, like say, hey, you know what? I, I, I drive all these, all these nice cars and this and this and that. And I mean, if you can, hey, you know what? Good for you. I'm not knocking you. Good for you. You know, do it. But it can't be the basis of everything. You have to have that encounter with Christ. You have to have that, you know, and I'm, I was fortunate to, you know, to be around a lot of pastors, you know, my pastor, you know, Alberto Ortiz, you know, man i'm telling you like and like i said this is me i'm like nope nobody nobody you know can you know and i know it's it, you know we start playing competition because you know how we say oh you know you know my dad can beat up your dad and stuff like that you know and and that's that's the way you should feel about your pastor you should you should feel about your pastor you know what well my pastor can beat your pastor up you know but and, you know and i'm just playing not not seriously beat him up you know but i don't know because like i said you know pastors come from different walks of life so you better watch it but but uh but uh that's the way you should feel about your pastor my pastor's the best he does this because he helps our church he helps this he helps people and that you should have that that like yes you know he he can do it he's the best you know and that's the way i feel you know and uh, I'm, I'm gonna say some names of the pastors here in a minute right before i do my uh my uh my business plugs so uh but yeah, you have they have to have that encounter, and uh, you know, like I said, God's gonna do everything, and and it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome, you know. And I mean, there, I wish I could keep going and going because th this is, I don't even want to do a part two because, you know, I'm, I'm gonna do a part two, but I wanted to I wanted to do that, but you know what? It's just it's just awesome, and I I like I like doing this and I like talking about this, and. Um, it, it's it's awesome you know so how can how can the, how can everything be fixed how can these wrongs be fixed inside the churches you know if the if the pastors you know the shepherds are, are responsible for this how can it be fixed you know like i said they have to be humble they have to be called by god they can't just choose to do it or like hey i think i'm gonna try it out no they have to be called and they have to go in there and they can't compromise they have to set you know keep their foot down you know right is right wrong is wrong the truth is the truth and the lie is a lie and not falter for that, not go back on that and not do anything like that. 
you know, you have to, you have to, as a shepherd, you have to follow what's in the Bible, because if you don't, you're setting yourself up for, for failure. You're setting up your whole family for failure. You're setting up your church for failure. And at the end, you are going to be responsible for your church and for your family. I, I, that's all I'm saying about that. You know, remember everybody, the devil is defeated. You know, keep encouraging people to seek the truth. That is a shepherd's job, you know, and speaking of good shepherds, you know, Johnny, Johnny and uh, Melissa Bice, they're out there in El Paso at Victory Life Church. So if you're ever in the El Paso area or you or, you know, you live there, you know, look them up, go to their church, man. It's a great pastor, you know, Victory Life Church. If you're over here in Central Texas, you know, Belton, Texas, stop by at New Jerusalem Church. Pastors Alberto and Marianne Ortiz, man, like they they are so awesome. They are like the most awesome pastors that anybody could have. You know, go to the church and you'll see that God's God's gonna have something for you. Um, another another uh, church I wanna I wanna uh, mention is uh, Holy Land Worship Church. That's out there in Gerald, Texas. That's pastor by Juan and Delia Ortiz man you go out there and it's like i'm telling you like you can see you can see uh how if, if you're a good shepherd it's like all these pastors they kind of mimic each other but they live in different areas and they because they have the same spirit the same humble spirit and god uses them to you know to to guide the church so go out there to holy land worship church out there in gerald texas pastor by juan and delia ortiz and if you're out there close to McGregor, Texas, out there, you know, Waco area, stuff like that, stop by Bethlehem Church at Pastor by Jerry and Alicia Sanchez. Go out there. Like I said, it's awesome. Uh, if there's any other, um, you know, any other churches, any other pastors that want to, you know, that, that want me to mention them, you know, just go ahead and, and I'm going to leave my email here in a little bit. Just give me that email. Give me the name of your church and the pastors or, you know, one of the, the members want to want to leave it. You know, be sure to get permission, but but leave, leave it like that, okay? So now, so that's it for that. Um, next episode is going to be uh, veterans struggle because veterans struggle a lot and stuff like that. So we'll get to that, okay? Business plugs, real quick. Tex American Flooring Co. Maurice Hernandez, you know, do flooring, any kind of flooring. Uh, you can give them a call at uh, 254 224-226-1695. Uh, you can call my friend Patrick at Rollaway Junk at 254-500-8600. Man, if you have any kind of remodel, he will go out there and he will take all that mess out there. He will take it to the dump. Great guy. Um, Desert Smart Barbecue out there in, in Abilene, Texas. Go out there and get you some barbecue out there. Uh, and then Barbell Fitness and Temple, Jason Lopez, man. Go out there. Change your body. Change your spirit. 254 217 1304. Thank you, everybody. Stay 80s. God bless you.